0: Happy Monday, October 4th, new week, first full week of October 2021. So glad that you are on the podcast with us today. Um, hope you had a good weekend. Um, it's my first weekend uh, on Sabbath, sabbatical. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of different. You know, those of you who don't know, um, for the months of... October and November, I'm on sabbatical. The elders of our church um, granted this gift to to me to rest and just recharge uh, after serving at Bayside now nine years and looking forward to nine more at least. Um, But yeah, taking a couple months just to kind of disconnect and recharge and reflect and yeah, just kind of replenish the spirit. And uh, I gotta be honest, it's in an awkward stage, you know, because it's those first and I don't know how long that kind of weird stage will last, but it's this weird stage of like, I feel like I'm supposed to be somewhere, but I'm not. <laughs> it's like I'm playing hooky. It feels very weird. It feels very weird. Um, but, um, yeah, but Hey, got a chance to visit a, a local church, uh, in our community that, you know, known the pastor for a while and got to go actually see it in action. And that was awesome. And, um, I heard about the awesome things happening at Bayside, so it's all good, man. It's all good, um, but fortunately, we're continuing the podcast on. You know, we aren't missing a lick with the podcast. We're continuing right on through with our goal of reading through the New Testament in a year, and uh, we are in the little book of First John. Uh, we're on chapter three today, and so we'll wrap this up um, Wednesday. It's only five chapters, so we'll wrap it up Wednesday then we'll move right on to second John and third John and um uh, so we'll be spending the whole week with uh with uh, John the apostle um writer of the gospels writer of the book of revelation as well as these uh these three epistles. So today we I love chapter 3 is awesome by the way guys we're doing chapter 3 today you picked a good if you just jumped on the podcast chapter 3 is legit <laughs> it's awesome you picked a good one um, it is just uh, so much good stuff. So get your, get your pen, get your highlighter. Uh, I'm not talking about makeup here. I'm talking about like, you know, a highlighter, you know, to underline things. <laughs> I don't even know exactly what a highlighter does exactly in terms of makeup, but I've heard it before. I promise guys I promise. I don't know what it means, what it does. I promise. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Not <laughs> got to be careful these days. You get in trouble for nothing. All right. Anyway, John chapter, 1 John, sorry, 1 John, not the gospel of John. 1 John chapter 3. Let's do it. You know, we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. So let's, uh, let's jump into it here. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. Yes, he has. Right? <laughs> what great love the Father has lavished on us. He has, man. The love of God that has shown to us and um, demonstrated to us through Jesus and his sacrifice to us. I hope you feel that today, man. You know, I don't know what kind of weekend you had. I don't know what kind of Monday you're looking at. I don't know what kind of week you're facing. <clears throat> but you know what? Just, just receive that right now, that God has lavished his love on us on you. See. John's saying, see what great love. Notice. Take take into account. Ponder. See it. By what? By faith. You can't see it literally. You can't go, hey, go check out that love of God over there. It's right over there next to that tree. No, you can't see it that way. What is he saying? He's saying, see it. Visualize it. Ponder it. See it by faith. See, and by the way, you can't see love anywhere. Can you see your? Can you see the love of your mom? No, you can see the effects of the love of your mom, but you can't see the love of your mom. I know my mom loves me. Okay, show me, show it to me. I, I, mean, I can't show you her love. I mean, I can't like you know g- grab a heap and helping of love out of the cupboard and it's, here it is. No, <laughs> you see the effects of love. It's like the wind, right? What did Jesus said about being born again. It's like the, the effects of the spirit. You can't see the Holy Spirit, but you can see the effects like the wind. You can't see the wind, but you can see the leaves move, the effects of the wind. So the love of God, he's saying, see the love of God. Why well, I can't see that I can't see the love of God. I, well, <clears throat> I'll believe it when I see it. Well, you're never gonna see it unless you are unless you choose to see it. <laughs> you're never gonna see it unless you choose to see it, right? You gotta you, you uh, you see the effects of it. You see the uh, uh, the acts that are consistent with love. In fact, you know that's that's true about faith, right? And then believing in God. Like I I don't believe God when there's proof. Well, if you look around, there's plenty of proof if you'll just look honestly. Anyway, first first one. <clears throat> See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. That's that's part of the love, right? That we are called children of God. That's an expression of love. That's that's a miracle of God, that we are called children of God. And that it and that and that is what we are. I'm a child of God. That's who I am. That's who I am, that's who he is. <laughs> we chuckle about that song, that popular song right now. I am who he says I am. Yeah, that's who I am. That's who he is. That's what he was. That's what it's about. <laughs> it's a great song, though. It really is a good song. You know, in the Church of God tradition, which I'm front, I'm part of, uh, we have a song that we sing quite often in the in the history of our church called "I'm a Child of God." Just a, basically as an affirmation of this. <clears throat> um, there's also another uh, old hymn that basically reflects on this oh what oh what great love the father has lavished on us yeah how marvelous how marvelous um and that's what we are first uh continuing on in verse two the reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him why would god not recognize us as children of god when it didn't recognize god in flesh dear friends now we are children of god and what we will be has not yet been made known there's more to come but we know that when christ appears we shall be like him say what yes not like him in terms of like we're going to be messiahs but in in that in that in that uh, manifestation in that existence in that uh in spiritually we're going to be we're going to be spirits like him we're going to be uh have that uh, be in his presence fully for we shall be we shall see him and we shall see him as he is we will behold him as he actually is in his fullness verse 3 all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure so everyone who has this hope, everyone who's a child of God, everyone who has this hope that one day I'm going to be, I'm going to be like Jesus, I'm going to be in the presence of Jesus fully and completely, and then we have this desire that we will purify ourselves, that we will grow more and more into the image of Jesus, we will become like Him. John referred to this over in chapter two about those who are Jesus will, will become like Him. And so here's it's kind of a, a different way of saying the same thing. We we, we seek to grow and more and more in Him. We don't don't seek to grow further from him. We don't don't desire to be less the character of Jesus. We want more of the character of Jesus. We want more of the things that please God, not less. Verse four, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. That's what sin is. It's a breaking of the law. It's the purpose and plan of God. It's, It's going against the purposes and plans of God, the will of God the intended purpose of God. That's what sin is. Sin is missing the mark. What's the mark? The mark has been set and established by God. If you miss the mark, then you're missing the established mark of God. Yeah. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. Praise God. And in him is no sin. Thanks be to God. Yes. Jesus came to take away our sin. Man, you know, today, I don't know Did you this weekend may, you know, that we have a lot of people listening to this podcast. You may have had a great weekend. Maybe this weekend was a weekend you felt closer to God than you have in a long time. But for some of you, maybe this week is a week where you have never felt farther from God. And maybe if you were honest, it's because of your own sin. And you know what the really good news is, is that in him, there's no sin. And that he came to take away our sin. Yep, your sin. The sins in your life, the sins in my life, he came to take it away. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or has known him. Now, what is what is John saying? He's saying the person who continues to live in habitual, rebellious sin does not know God. That's what he's saying. I mean, I'm not, I didn't write the Bible. <laughs> I'm just telling you what it says. <laughs> no one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Doesn't mean, you know. Doesn't mean anyone who makes a mistake or who anyone who sins occasionally or whatever is not in God. No, 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 no. I don't believe that, and I don't think that's what the, he's saying at all. What he's saying is, the person whose life is obviously governed by a love for sin more than a love for God, that person is isn't a Christian. That person isn't saved, because if your life is in Christ, you're going to love God more than anything else. No one can continue to sin. No one who continues to sin, like they're, 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 you know, you know, it as well as I do. You look at someone's life, you're like, you know, they're governed by greed. They're governed by power. They're groven, governed by their own selfishness. They're governed by um, just a disregard for God. That person, no one continues to sin has either seen him or knows him. So it's a person who's just living only for their God God-less desires can't claim to know God. He's like, no, 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 stop it. <laughs> no, because it goes back to the consistent theme he's he's been reiterating over and over is that the person who is in Christ wants to become more like Jesus, wants to purify themselves, wants to become more like God, wants to please him. And so if a, a person by that is living their life governed by a desire to fulfill sinful desires, by definition, that person can't be saved because if they were saved, that wouldn't be their primary desire. <laughs> their desire would be to please God. Because God does what? God, when He God, through the Holy Spirit, comes into our life, he changes our affections. What is that? Those things that we want. And when Christ comes in, he changes our wants so that we start wanting Christ more than anything else. Thanks be to God. That's a miracle, guys. Look at my life, man. That's a flat-out miracle. That, uh, that I would get to the place where I'd want God more than anything else. Look at your life. Isn't that a miracle? It isn't a miracle that where you are right now, that you love, that you want to please God more than anything else. You want to please Christ. Five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it was, you look back and you're like, man, that to think that now my desire is to please God compared to where I once was, wow, that's a miracle. Again, go back, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. Yeah that he would call us what? Children. His children. Notice that the way John is using the word children of God here, um, not everyone is a child of God. Everyone is a creation of God. Everyone has the image of God. Every human being is a creation of God. But the way John is talking about children of God here, he's making it very clear. Not everyone is a child of God. Those who are children of God are those who've been who have received the grace and love of Jesus, who have had their sins forgiven by Jesus, and they've been adopted into his family. And now this great love the Father lavished on us, and has he has made us and called us children of God. We weren't children of God before. We were creations of God, we weren't children of God. Verse seven, dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does, does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous, he being Jesus. The one who does not who does what is sinful is of the devil. The one who does what is sinful. They desire to do sin more than anything else. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. <laughs> you want to know who's who's the master of sin? The devil. <laughs> he's real good at it. He's real good at it. You know why he's good at it? Because he's been doing it a long time. <clears throat> he's been at it half a minute. He's been doing it a long time. So he's crafty. He's willing to play the long game, man. If he, can get you to, if he can get you to just concede in a little area of your life and he lets that seed grow, if he can change a thought. We talked about this with a series a few weeks ago about thoughts impact beliefs, impact values, impact actions. So the, the enemy, if he can just create a lie, get you to believe a, a lie, a thought, and entertain that lie. It could be a lie about God. It could be a lie about yourself. It could be a lie about um, the world. It could be any any host of things. It could be about a lie about our friend. It could be a lie about relationships. If you, can, if you can get you just to think about that lie and ponder it, and then start to believe it. And then start to base your values on that false belief. And then you start to make decisions and uh, choices based on that false belief that's based on a lie. He's fine doing that. So he he plays the long game because he's been doing what? A long time. Devil been sinning for a long time. So how do you fight that? You do it by, you fight it by what we're doing right now. You read the word of God. Man, if you have a Christian friend and they're wondering like how they can get closer to God, ask them if they're reading the Bible. Like ask them, are you reading, are you reading the word of God daily? That's important. It's so important. So, God, man, God bless you guys. I'm, I love you guys so much. And one of the reasons I love this community is because our of the shared devotion to the Word of God. It's smart, guys. What you're doing is smart, and uh, and God bless you for it. Um, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. That's our Chris. That's our famous. That's our. <laughs> I love this verse. It's my favorite, favorite. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. That's our favorite Christmas verse. <laughs> you know, Christmas will be right around the corner. And uh, here's my favorite Christmas verse. The reason the son of God, the reason the baby Jesus appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, love, I like a lot of the Bible verses about the nativity and about the birth of Jesus. I don't know that I love any of them more than this one. The reason. This is the reason for the season, guys. If you have a if you have a opinion, you might want to write that on the side and the margins. is just the reason for the season. There it is. <laughs> How many Hallmark cards do you see with that on it? Merry Christmas. The reason of reason for the season. Because reason for the season is Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. But he did. Christ, Christ, Christus Victor. Christ the Victor. He came to defeat the devil and he did it hallelujah right now if you're not driving you could just raise your hands and say thank you Jesus for defeating and destroying the works of the devil verse 9 no one who's born of God's who born of God's will continues to sin because God's seed remains in them they cannot go on sinning they can't be ruled by sin if they're a child of God because they've been born of God they have a different different seed in them this is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not or is anyone who does not love their brother or sister. If you, if you don't love your brothers, you hear people all the time, I love Jesus, I just don't love. This. I just don't love the children the, the people of God. Well, you don't love Jesus that much. <laughs> I love Jesus, I just don't love the church. Well, you don't love Jesus a whole lot. honestly. I'll be honest keep re- you can't. You can't. If you love Jesus, you're going to love his people. Because guess what? If you love Jesus, you're one of them. You're you're related. You're family. I love Jesus. I just can't stand the church. Well, you don't love Jesus that much. You don't. You're you're, you're kidding yourself. Verse 10. Verse 11. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. There it is again. That's another good verse to run Mine. You've heard this message from the beginning. We should love one another. This is that uh, uh, we read before. This is that old new commandment, right? It's it's old, but it's new. But it's new, but it's old. But it's really not new, but it's old. But I'm saying it again, so it's new. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, just read. Go go listen to the uh, the podcast from the first chapter, <laughs> or it was the second chapter, uh, second chapter, second first John chapter two. <laughs> it's this that old new commandment, verse twelve. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the devil who belonged to, I'm sorry, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his own brother. Why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Cain hated what Abel had done. Abel's sacrifice was accepted. Cain's was rejected because it didn't require any sacrifice and it was rejected by God. And instead of dealing with God and his own sin, he took it out on his brother. That happens all the time, right? People were angry with, angry with God. They need to deal with their own relationship with God, but instead they get mad at someone else. Verse 13, do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. Don't be surprised, friends. People don't like you because you're a Christian. Don't like you because of your values. Don't don't be surprised at that. We know that we have passed from death to life. Yes, because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. So what, is, what is John saying? He's saying it's the same spirit, right? The spirit that killed Abel that was in Cain was hate. And when we hate our brothers and sisters, that same spirit, it may not, may not present the same way it presented for Cain, which was you know, the, the literal murder of his brother, but that hate, that same spirit, that same illness is in us when we don't love our brothers and sisters. It's hate. Verse 16. This is how we know. Here we go. This is how we know what love is. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, right here. This is how we know what love is. I want to know what love is, huh? Remember that? Remember that song? Here it is. You want to know how love is? Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That's love. It's not about a feeling. True love is right there. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Messiah, laid down his life for who? Not himself, but for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Follow his example. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother, here's a real practical way. John just gonna keep it real, y'all. He's gonna keep it real. He's gonna say, Look, look, I don't want to keep, I don't want to be so theological and theoretical here that you missed the point. So let me give you a very practical example of how you show your love for someone else. If anyone else, if anyone has material possessions and they see a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can they love God? How can the love of God be in that person? You trying to tell me that Jesus Christ, who laid down his life, who showed us what love is, who was the example of love, if that Jesus is living in a person and that person has material possessions and they see a brother or sister in need and they have no pity on them, you trying to tell me the spirit of Jesus is in that person? John says, I take I take issue with that. <laughs> I take issue with that. Verse 18, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Yes, John saying, "Don't let it all be talk, man. Love with—that's another go in your shit. We—I I love that verse. It's one of my favorite. Dear children, do, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth, and how we set our hearts at rest in His presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and He knows everything. Okay, good, 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 good. That's one of my favorite verses. <laughs> John's like, look." Suppose you you love God, you've been saved, you're following God, you're you're doing uh what you you hope and pray and believe is pleasing to God, and yet your heart is condemning you. That your heart is telling you you don't know God. You're not you're not you don't know God. You don't love God. You don't you're not really a child of God. Here John is saying, don't believe your heart. God is greater than your heart. People say that all the time. Well, you know, God just wants me to follow my heart. No, he doesn't. Actually, no, false fake news. When someone tells you God wants me just to follow my heart, you ask, man, you just ask them where in the world they got that from and, and just beg them, please don't. <laughs> don't just follow your heart. <laughs> no, because because you, your heart will lie to you. Right? I know my heart does. I tell people, my heart, somebody tells you, just follow what your heart's says my, my heart's like a bad business meeting. My heart, My heart is conflicted. I got, a, I got one part of my heart that says, go, do it. You should. One part says, don't you dare. That's dumb. One part says, what are you waiting on? One says, slow down. I mean, my heart is like a bad a, a, a bad board meeting. Don't listen to your heart. We need the word of God to inform our hearts. And sometimes we need the word of God to speak to our spirit. You know, there's a passage in, in the psalm that says, why downcast, oh, my soul? What's he doing? He's speaking the word of God to his spirit, to his own spirit. So, Spirit, why are you downcast? Put your trust in God. Put your hope in God. Yeah. So when you're being condemned, John's saying, when you feel condemned, and you, but you know you're with you, you've done the things that you you know you should. You received Christ. You're seeking to please Him, and you love your brothers and sisters, and yet you have this this uh, unrelenting guilt or shame or con- condemnation. Remember that God is greater than your heart. Speak to your heart. Say no, no, no. Christ paid the penalty for my sin. Christ has redeemed me. And there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Verse 27. God is greater than a heart and he knows everything. Verse 21. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command. What does God want from us? To believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. Wow. All of the Bible boiled down right there. And this is the command. What does God require of us? That we believe in the name of Jesus and we love one another. It doesn't have to be complicated. (laughs) That's it. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. The spirit of God in, in us testifies that we are children of God. Wow. Awesome stuff. Hey, thanks for being on today. I hope you guys are having a great day. hope this was enriching to you and fulfilling so much to ponder and think about. Man, hey, you know what we do though? We read, we pray. It's time to pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for my friends and uh, just the opportunity for us to share the word of God together. I pray your blessing upon each and every one of them. I pray that they might see the great love that you've lavished on them, that they are children of God. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them Lord, I thank you that you came to destroy the works of the devil. You came to destroy the works of the evil one. And because of your victory, we can be free. We can be um, righteous. We can um, be purified in our lives. God, we, um, we thank you that you showed us what love is and what it looks like. When Jesus, you laid down your life for us. God, help us to demonstrate that love in our own lives towards others sacrificial love, kindness, graciousness, goodness towards others, and especially to the household of faith. Lord, I thank you so much for your grace and mercy, for bringing us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Um, God, help us to um, to love others, um, to keep it simple, that our lives would be governed by those two um, pinnacle uh, principles, to love and believe in the Son of God, and to love other people. Lord, I pray for all the needs that are represented on those who are listening to the podcast today, those who need a special measure of grace or power or strength or peace. Lord, may you grant it in abundance today through your glorious riches. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We pray that you would continue to strengthen us and help us to do your will. Lord, help us today to be the salt and light for a world that needs to see you and your graciousness and all its truth. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you guys for joining us on this Monday edition of the podcast. I hope you guys have a fantastic day, a great week. Hope to see you again tomorrow as we jump into the fourth chapter of 1 John. And uh, thank you so much for subscribing to this, liking it, sharing it, all that good stuff. It means a whole lot and uh, it's making a difference. So love you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on